Terrence Boyd, um, originally from New Orleans, Louisiana, now residing in Dallas, Texas. Justin Franklin, originally from Flint, Michigan, residing in Dallas, Texas now. This is Charles Holland. I'm from Forest City, Arkansas, currently residing in Dallas, Texas. You're here for another exciting episode of Becoming Men. Unfiltered. Unrestricted. And unrestrained, folks. So, um, I know we're talking about what accountability today. And um, I thought a good topic to talk about would be kind of two current topics. One with, um, and not to judge anybody, but just talk about, you know, who was holding them accountable. And maybe they, them being held accountable could have changed, you know, the situation they're going through. But you got, you know, young and big star John Moran, who kind of had some issues with guns and stuff on social media. And you have the new situation with the young kid, um, 17, 18 years old, Mickey Williams, uh, Insta- the Instagram basketball phenom who may have ruined his basketball career with some stuff with guns and shooting out. And I guess the thing is, you know, with these kids and even with Jai, the people around him that he's providing for, same thing with Mickey Williams, because both of these guys are the brand. So they're, you know, bringing in six figures and feeding a lot of people around them. Who around them was holding them accountable, right? So when we talk about accountability as men, we need that. How can we do better? in our society with holding men accountable so that way stuff like that and there's other stuff happening too but like in general holding men accountable so that stuff like this doesn't happen I mean I feel like it starts at home yeah. so it starts from you know your childhood mm-hmm. your parents I know my mom she used to my grandparents they used to hold me accountable on doing my chores mm-hmm. and held me accountable on my doing my school work I mean so I've always I was raised in an environment where I was held accountable. Mm-hmm. So, and now that I'm an adult, I think it just flows into It flows into it naturally. Naturally. So I think, um, before I even talk about the accountability, for those of y'all that's not big sports enthusiasts, um, you know, Mickey Williams, 18-year-old boy from Southern California. Um, he, he has five charges of assault with a deadly weapon. You know, um, he was released from jail uh, this past week with a $50,000 bail. Uh, has court on April the 20th, you know. Um, and it says he can get up to six months in county jail per California law with a, with five charges. That's a total of two and a half years in jail. No, this kid is 18 years old. He's six, what is he, six, three, six, four, something yeah, like that? Yeah. Good. Committed to Memphis. He committed to Memphis. He's six, three, 18 years old. Uh, currently at Lake Norman Christian High School. Uh, I think I think in a lot of instances I agree with Justin. It kind of comes down to how you were raised a little bit. But at the same time, what was his friends at? Yeah, what, what, how did he get a hold to a weapon? Yeah. I know I know at 18 you can buy a gun. But more than likely this kid had the gun before he was 18 yeah, years old. Sure. Yeah, so sure. who, who gave him the gun? How did he get the gun? What was the gun training that he was supposed to have? Like, when we talk about accountability, especially when it comes to athletes and choices that they make, even as men and choices that we make, it is so many different lenses you have to view that from. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what bothers me about that situation, cause I, and, I, and of course, you know, I feel bad for the kid, but it bothers me about the situation less about Mickey Williams and more about the, whoever his handler is to, like, dude, first of all, this kid's bringing six figures. So this kid is your brand. Right. Who are you letting around this guy? It's almost like if you have a brand new, you know, Apple laptop. You know, I, I say that with my kids all the time. 
Would you let anybody just use it? Would you let anybody just be around it? No, you wouldn't leave it around anybody. So why would you let a kid like that with that kind of value, you know, for what he does and that kind of future ahead of him, you can't let anybody just be around him because everybody's going to want to be around him because of who he is. Right. Everybody's going to be want to be around him. So, like, who has handled Like, what, did you just let anybody come around or did you have the best intentions? I kind of, I, I think of sports a lot of times. That's when you can always see me reference sports. But I, I think about winning teams. And accountability, like say you got Alabama, Georgia, accountability isn't hard on winning teams because everybody on that team has the same purpose at hand. I know me stepping into grace now, you know, which I had, you know, I have a great father and I had great men in my life, but stepping into grace now with a lot of these godly men, Charles, Justin, you know, Elder Carroll, you know, covered by, you know, Superintendent Nathaniel Green, there's a standard. Mm-hmm. So if I get out of line, they're going to hold me accountable. Right. I know for a fact, Charles, Justin, if I ate, you know what I'm saying? We hold each other accountable. So, so it's the fact that you got to make sure the people around you have the same goal in hand. I think Jesus gives us the model for accountability. And y'all, I'm, I'm going to be a little spiritual with this accountability nah, topic. Uh, I think Jesus gives us a model for accountability. The Bible says that he goes up into the mountain and prays. And then when he comes down out of the mountain, out of those that were around him, he chooses 12. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was reading a commentary on that, and it says there was more than... Um, the 12 men that was there with Jesus when he came down from the mountain. It was likely there was hundreds mm-hmm. of guys there wanting to be followers of Jesus. Mm-hmm. But he chooses 12, and he don't just call those 12 the 12 disciples. That's what we call them. But the Bible says that he calls him the 12 apostles, mm-hmm. which means sent ones, called mm-hmm. ones, right? Okay. Um, in essence, I believe, and this is just my personal belief. I ain't read this inscription nowhere. I believe that Jesus, when he went up to the mountain, these were the men that God gave him. They were the called ones, called mm-hmm. unto him. Um, and and what, what I like about it is Jesus takes the rest of his days teaching these 12 men how to work for when he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the model for accountability is teaching those around you, building up those around you in a way to where they can survive when you're not around them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important that as men, if we're going to hold other men accountable, we have to look for the we have to look for the moment to perfect our absence in their life. Mm. Um, what are we doing to prepare them for when we're not with them? Mm. How do how how do our absence better them for when we're not there? Like like how how in our absence can they be better because of us? Um, I was I was recently writing a paper. Uh, for my college, shout out to Dallas Baptist University. I was recently writing a paper and I was studying uh, for myself personally, what did evil mean? And the definition of evil is literally absence of good. Mm-hmm. And so I asked, was did God create evil? And, and the answer that I ended up getting internally was no, God didn't create evil. Just like in the beginning, God created he- uh, light. Automatically, by default, light had to be created. Uh, I mean, light was created, so darkness existed before there was light. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like there was a creation of light, there was a creation of good, because everything God created, he called it good. Mm-hmm. So the adverse to good was an absence of good, which automatically, by default, became evil. So like, how, how in the absence of us are people still growing? That's what accountability is. In our absence, how are they growing because they knew us? Mm. And I think a lot of times we look at accountability as upholding you while I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Really, a, a accountability should be how am I upholding you when I'm not with you? Mm-hmm. Because I was with you. 
Because when Jesus left, Paul took the church and ran. I mean, not Paul, Peter. He took the church and he ran with it. The church really had its growth under Peter and the other disciples after Jesus was gone. Jesus was here those 33 years. He had followers those 33 years. But when those 33 years was up, they had the responsibility to push the church forward. We only sit here as believers in Christ today because of what John, Mark, Matthew, Luke wrote, Peter wrote, Paul wrote about Jesus. They had to push it after he was gone. So how are we... Who's pushing what we pushed on them after we go? So that's, it seems like that ties into legacy. I mean, like, you know, as a man, you know, I think that's why with certain situations, we've gone through certain, we all go through things in life. Like like they say, every time everything ain't the devil, sometimes it's God just trying to mature you. So it's like sometimes God feel like God may put you in a situation that he knows you're strong enough to get through so you can show other people how to get through it. Right, so your purpose for being here could be you going through something great, like you know, battling depression or dealing with a loss of a parent or a bad relationship, getting through it and finding out that's like the end of the tunnel, so that other people or you can show people, okay, look, follow me, this is how you get through. So, I mean, with that, in a sense, you're letting your life be look, it's the teaching tape, like in sports, it's the teaching right. tape, this is how you do this. Watch what I did. This is what God showed me. Watch what God, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Kind of like in that way. I know. It, it made me think about um, my family. And we always had, for all the holidays, we all would get together and everything. When my grandparents died, my mom, I would say my mom, I looked at her like, you need to take accountability to still keeping it going, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like we have my family, we have a traditional breakfast mm -hmm. every Saturday before Christmas that my grandpa, my grandfather did for about twenty years. Mm -hmm. So my uncle, when my grandfather passed, he took accountability and he kept it going. Well, now our generation, we're some of us are not, are not doing that. We're not taught mm -hmm. to keep things going. But thankfully for some, like the way I was raised, and they they held us accountable for our actions and held us accountable for the things that we did as a family that my grandparents, they instilled in their children on family first. Mm -hmm. and my mom instilled into me family first. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, and I will do the same thing for my children and I mm -hmm. pray that my grandchildren will do the same thing for theirs. Yeah. So I, I think it's generational. Yeah. So what you, what you all, so I guess my definition internally of accountability is um, the creating and teaching of legacy. Yeah. Um, because a lot of times when we talk about men and men being accountable, who's your accountability partner? Mm. We typically bring that up when that person is absent of somebody else. Mm. We typically bring that up when somebody else is not present. It's like we ask who your accountability partner is when we want you to stop drinking. Well, how when I was with you, I gave you the values necessary so that you know for yourself drinking is not necessary. Right. Mm -hmm. So, like, you can call me any day of the week and be like, hey, bro, I feel like I'm about to go sleep with this girl. But what if I don't pick up the phone that day? Have I been a good enough influence in your life to where my words ring when I'm not there? So oftentimes it's really not other people holding us accountable. It's we're not holding our own selves accountable. Right. Influence. And, and even... 
even okay, so to take that, even if other people are holding us accountable, how do their words continue to last after they're not there? So, like, there were certain things my grandmother taught me, right, that I ain't forgot. So sometimes when I get ready to do the wrong thing, I hear her voice. I'm accountable to her even though she no longer here. Right. Certain things I pass the preach about. Mm -hmm. I hear those things in my head when I get ready to do and say certain things. Right. I'm accountable to him even though he's not there. Right. So it's accountability only when somebody is physically there pushing you to go a certain way. Shouldn't be. I think, like you said, it should be all. It should be all purpose driven. At some point, you got to develop some grit to right. not need somebody to hold your hand. I mean, I know, you know, we as you being no track coach. I mean, you ha you have to with your kids. You deal with. I got. I it should get to a point where I shouldn't have to drag you out here to come to practice every day. Right. I shouldn't have to have my clock on you every time we got two hundreds to make sure you running the time you're supposed to be running. You gotta get to a point to where if you really trying to go to state. You should want to. And that's one thing, too, is that you could try to be the best influence you want to. You could try to speak life, all that kind of stuff. But You got to want to, though. Like You got to want to achieve certain things. Right. So, y'all, one of my favorite stories is about this soldier named, uh, what was his name? Oh, man. His name was uh, Doss. And uh, Desmond Doss on Hacksaw Ridge. Mm -hmm. And he was a combat medic. He was trained on how to be a combat medic. I was a combat medic, so it kind of holds heavy for me. Mm -hmm. He was trained. Um, on how to do what he did. Um, while he was out there in the battlefield, he didn't believe in, you know, having a weapon. He was he wasn't in a combat role because mm -hmm. of his Christian values. But when his men started dying and they started falling, he would go out there and get one. And when he went out there to get them, uh, he would drag them back in. And as he would go back out there, he said, "Lord, help me just to get one more." Mm -hmm. And he did that over and over and over again all night until. I, I can't remember how many people it was, um, but he was able to save the lives of a ton of men uh, there on Hacksaw Ridge. And I think um, in our process of being accountable, every day we should be saying, help me to get one more. Mm. You know, yeah. help me to remember one more thing that I was taught. Let's not even take it to getting people for Christ's sake or to um, mentor one more young man or whatever, whatever. Let's... Let's take it personal. Mm -hmm. uh, help me today just to think one more positive thought. Right. Help me um, not curse today. Help yeah. me not, you know, engage in chaos, gossiping, just stuff right. like that for sure. So for me personally, when we talk about keeping other men accountable, I think it's having conversations with them when I'm with them, doing things in front of them, showing them a lifestyle that says, you can do this too when I'm not around you. But see... And you just kind of like hit something in me just now because also a reason why there's such a lack of accountability with men nowadays because you got guys trying to hold men accountable who aren't accountable to themselves. Yeah. Right? I look at it as trainers, right? You got certain guys who you want to be a fitness trainer, but yet you're not fit, you're not healthy. Right. Right. And even, right. you know, I've heard some horror stories, you know, of course, you know, where I'm at now, and I like that, but, you know, there was a, you know, a place in Louisiana, there was a church in Louisiana, New Orleans area, I kind of grew up around. And, you know, you had the head guy, you know, in the church, and yet it was, he's, you know, speaking the word, the gospel, but then it was like rumors he was sleeping with all kinds of women outside. So how can you hold somebody 
Accountable, yeah. You know, preaching the word and saying, don't do this that, and the third, when your lifestyle is obviously showing you don't have to, you, you lack the self-control to do right. it. Right. And that's a big, that's a big, especially with our generation, when I talk to most men I, my generation, my age, when they talk about things as far as how to be a man in church, etc., most of them say, well, I, I knew guys that was in there and they were doing all kinds of stuff, but they were still, you know, mm-hmm. so it was kind of that, a lot of guys who trying to hold people accountable aren't accountable themselves, and that's dangerous. So what would you say to a man out there that um, is struggling to find a circle? Because a lot of times it, it it's not even that men don't want to be accountable or men don't want to be better. It's a lot of times for some reason, and, and it happens in relationships too, it's like men get attached to the wrong folks. Mm-hmm. And, and as men, a lot of times we can know people wrong for us, but we'll keep hanging out with them because they become convenient. Right. Mm-hmm. So what do you say to that male that's like wanting to be accountable, but the crowd they hang with, you know, is the only crowd they're comfortable with? You're going to have to get comfortable being alone until God brings the people he needs in his life. And, that's, and that can be, and being alone, dealing with that loneliness and all that kind of stuff, it is not easy. I'm not going to sit up here and say it's easy. But you gotta want peace. You you gotta you you gotta want the peace. Tom Taylor is one of the English teacher. You gotta want peace being alone more than chaos with people. Mm. Like you gotta be okay with yes, it may be boring because peace can sometimes be very very boring sometimes. Yeah. Like, I, like a few weeks ago, when I, you know my friend was out of town, so I'm like okay, <sighs> sit in the house. Oh man, I could do something, but I don't really want to. But at least I'm gonna be. And I thought I'm like ah no. I must rather just be peaceful, being alone. Yes, it's boring, mm-hmm. right? But on the other end, if you go, let me just go hang around so and so. Knowing so and so gonna put you in a situation. Knowing so and so got a dark cloud behind them that who knows what could happen. That uneasiness gonna come on mm-hmm. hanging with so and so. You just gotta make a decision. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. You have to. You have to. Learn how to be alone first, mm-hmm. and a lot of guys that's difficult. You don't know how to guys and girls that don't know how to be alone, right. and, and they want other folks to hold them accountable, but they won't even hold their own mm-hmm. selves accountable. So first, one stop out holding your yourself accountable. Right, hold hold yourself to a certain standard. Once you accomplish that, then look to others to just help you mm-hmm. hold your what, whatever you have. Set hold in your place. Own line. Help you to hold hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I have a strong group of friends as well that we we just hold each other accountable. If I know if I see somebody slipping, like now you know, you know you're supposed to be doing that right. You know mm-hmm. you know that's how we are. And so, but it, it took a minute to get that. Mm-hmm. You know I had to pray and ask God to show me the right, give me the right people in my life that's supposed to be in my life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that would help help my life mm-hmm. and not hinder it. Mm-hmm. So you definitely have to pray and ask God to, to, to. to surround you with the right people. And I think I would tell uh, anybody that's like struggling with this accountability concept. Um, first, first, for those that are trying to be accountability partners to somebody, you, you have to understand that you can't want more for anybody than what they want for themselves. Mm. Yes. Um, And then on the other side of that, for those of you that are trying to be accountable to somebody, I would say um, a roaring lion never kills anything. Mm -hmm. What do I mean when I say that? Sometimes 
we do too much talking uh, to really be effective. Sometimes it's better just to be quiet. Listen to what somebody is telling you. Uh, take that correction. Don't have a response for everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody a couple weeks ago uh, at church, I wore the wrong thing or whatever, and they corrected me, and I had to say, okay, and stop. Sometimes it's okay just to say okay. Right. Um, but y'all, anything else y'all got on this before we get off here? I think we've covered the basics. All right, y'all. So this has been another exciting episode of Becoming Men. Unfiltered. Unrestricted. Unrestrained. Peace out, y'all.